Welcome to our third episode of Insanely Criminal Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Ali. And this is take two. Yeah. <laughs> we actually just recorded half of this episode and then uh, we accidentally deleted it when we got interrupted. So fun. And we were absolutely livid. <laughs> Very annoyed. <laughs> so we feel like we've used all our best material online now so what are we gonna do Ali? it's my best slightly worse version yeah this is gonna be a really deflated mm. <laughs> so let's just start with what we spoke about at the start yeah. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who has listened and given us good feedback we do appreciate it quite a lot thank you thank you do we sing the song Ali? I'm not doing the song oh Come on. No. No one can see us. Yeah, but that isn't the point. <laughs> also, can I just say that although no one can see us, at the end of every episode when me and Ali say bye, we wave at the screen <laughs> like people can see us. We go, bye. <laughs> I don't know, maybe who owns Apple now? Maybe they're watching us. Yeah. Oh, great. These two again. <laughs> Not again. Not again. She's usually just in bed watching serial killer documentaries. But now she has to talk about them to us. So, Ali, we are also on social media. We didn't say that at the start of the episode. No. So we're on Instagram at Insanely Criminal Pod. And Twitter yep. at Insanely Pod. And we're on Facebook. Oh. Oh. Just an insanely criminal podcast. It's a page. We should have done a group. Yeah. Why is it a page? I don't know. Maybe I'm just too middle aged to go on <laughs> social media. I got really excited because we had how many followers on Twitter? 30. Yeah. Ali was like, great, I've got 600. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this week we are going to talk about our favourite, favourite case. But we did say at the start of our other recording. It's all this is going to be. We did see this in the other recording. <laughs> this Here's what you missed. <laughs> so I think maybe we shouldn't say favourite killers. Maybe we should say... Most interesting. Yeah, and ones that stick in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Not favourite. Yeah, my favourite killer is... Well, it is actually this one. <laughs> so, this week we are going to talk about the Zodiac Killer. Ali, what do you know about the Zodiac Killer? Uh, that they haven't found him. And oh. he's killed quite a lot of people. Only, like, targeted couples. Very good. You paid I attention know. in our... Uh, I did! Take one. <laughs> So yeah, the Zodiac Killer is still unidentified. There is still time for him to be found. This is 2020. Anything is indeed possible. If they can... That's already been proven so far. Anything is possible. Like what? A whole pandemic. Oh yeah, but that's a treat. It's a nice break. <laughs> yeah, it's been a nice break. Apart from if you live in the UK, you've got the highest death rate in Europe. <laughs> Which 
just where we live. I thought it was Spain or France. No, it's us. We're like almost 50,000. Confirmed. This is not US where it's like 5 million. Is it? I think it's something like that. Oh, I don't know. But if your president's telling you to maybe inject disinfectant. Then I don't think there's much of a <coughs> surprise when you have the most deaths. No, not really. But then what did Boris tell us at the start before lockdown? Um, people die and yeah. that's just it. People die. Just get over it. It's going to happen. Your grandparents are going to die. Sauls. Sauls, hun. Yeah. It's just going to have to happen. Thanks, Boris. You poor little idiot. Whoa. But anyway, enough of Boris Johnson. We despise Boris Johnson. So if you love him, then maybe this isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> maybe you should go watch another one. Yeah, maybe don't listen to next week's episode <laughs> if you're on the right side of politics. So the Zodiac Killer mainly operated in Northern California and possibly Nevada, but that was never confirmed. I think he just took responsibility i think he's a glory hunter yeah another trophy for his shelf another piece of memorabilia <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a joke we used in the first yeah <laughs> might as well bring them back <gasps> at least i get to read that bit again now <gasps> okay so he was responsible for only five confirmed deaths two severe injuries and it is thought that he has killed around 37 people. He was active in the 1960s and 70s. He got the name Zodiac after sending a series of cryptograms to the press in the Bay Area. He sent four cryptograms and as of today, only one has ever been solved. So cryptograms, I won't get Ali to ask what they are again. <laughs> so cryptograms are just symbols. You have to decipher them. And there may be a hidden message. But maybe he only did the first one correctly. Maybe the others were yeah. terrible. <laughs> so the Zodiac mainly targeted young couples. And two of the men did survive their attempted murder. The five known victims were murdered in... And I'm going to murder these pronunciations. Benicia Vallejo... Napa County in San Francisco. The SFPD decided the case was inactive in 2004, but they did open it back up sometime in 2007. And after seeing what has happened with the Golden State Killer, keep that case open, guys, because you might solve it. I don't think the Zodiac's going to be on Ancestry.com. No. Why did the Golden State Killer... And we said this last week, but... Oh, if you know... That you've murdered people. You've killed and raped. You wouldn't give your DNA to a corporation. I wouldn't give my DNA to Ancestry.com. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Not that I'm going to commit a crime, but... You know, you don't know. So, Ali, are you ready to get into the killings? Yes, let's go again. Zodiac? Yeah, let's go again. <laughs> Ali's like, yeah, I've heard about them all. <laughs> so the first known victims of the Zodiac were high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday on December 20th, 1968 on Lake Herman Road. 
which was just inside the Venetia city limits. David parked up on the gravel road, which was like a lookout point. Alan, what's a lookout point? It was the place where young couples go, because I got this wrong last time. Yeah, Ali said it the first I time. I thought it was, it was like, like a place to look at views. <laughs> like, yeah, you can look at some really nice views. <laughs> I was like, no, it's where you park your car to make out with someone. And it was an, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> do we have them in the UK? I don't think so. Maybe they do. Maybe I just never invited someone. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be on a throw off point. So, he promised to have Betty home by 11pm, but not long after 11pm, however, the lifeless bodies of Betty and David were found on the side of the road. Betty had five bullet wounds and David suffered just one. Ali, what do you make of that? Uh, that he maybe didn't like women. Very good answer, Ali. A high five. Louder. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there was too much build up to that high five. <laughs> it's kind of like a shaky build up. <laughs> oh, God. The other week we clapped for somebody and that was high fives. Yeah. Someone's hatred. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Ali's right on that one. Um, and we'll go on to see the. He does tend to injure women a lot more than the men. So David was breathing when officers were at the scene, but he died shortly after. Bullet holes were found in the roof of the car and the window, which does suggest the killer tried to force them out of the car. Do you think maybe he wanted to steal the car? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, Ollie. Who knows? So Robert Graysmith, who was a cartoonist for the San Francisco Chronicle, and he also worked on the Zodiac case, thinks Betty exited the car first and then David, because Betty was found 28 feet away from the car. So you could argue that he shot her more because he hates women. Mm-hmm. Or you can argue that it was because she was running away. And yeah. Maybe he was a really crap shot. Maybe. You should have aimed this guy like in uh, that film. What's it called? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's late. We've recorded this once. <laughs> I know what you're on about because it's in Hot Fuzz, isn't it? Yeah, I don't remember the name of the film. Point Break. If I'm wrong. I don't think it's Point Break. If I'm wrong, nobody uh, come at me. Don't at me, bro. I'm going to search it. Okay, Ali's going to search it. <clears throat> so, on July 4th, 1969, just before midnight, Darlene Ferrin and Michael McGough drove to the Vallejo, drove to Vallejo, and parked into Blue Rock Springs Park, which was only around four miles from the site where Betty and David were killed in Lake Herman. Which tells me he's a local guy. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Probably. Yeah, I mean, anyone else? Would they, uh, you know, F off somewhere else? I mean, if you were going to kill here, Ali, would you kill where we, where you go to school and where I go to work? No. It's too close. Yeah. 
<laughs> Plus hardly anyone lives around here. So. <laughs> so the couple sat in their car and then another car parked next to them then drove away. The same car returned 10 minutes later. The driver exited his car and approached the passenger side of Farron's vehicle. He was carrying a 9mm Luger and a torch. The killer shone the torch light into Darlene and Michael's eyes before firing. His 9mm five times. Oh, Ali's got an update. Was it point break? Yeah, it says point break in Bad Boys 2. That's <laughs> You haven't seen Bad Boys 2? No. <laughs> That's from Hot Buzz. I know. Ah, yeah, Point Break. I used to watch that with my brother. I think I've watched it with my brother. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll listen to this, but I'm sure I've watched it with him. It seems the only reasonable explanation. Yeah. <clears throat> so, both Darlene and Michael were hit. The killer walked away from the pair. And he heard Michael moan in pain. They're still alive. What do you think about that, Ali? What would you Not do? very nice. Oh, if that was you, I mean, if you knew someone was like trying to kill you, would you moan or would you stay silent? I don't know. I'd probably cry. Yeah, <laughs> silently cry. <laughs> I'd probably be screaming for my mum. So he then shot them both twice more just to make sure they were gone. And he drove off. Before 1am on July 5th, someone phoned the Vallejo PD to claim responsibility for the attack. He also said he was the killer of Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday. Darlene did not survive the attack. And we thought this one was so... Strange that yeah. he <laughs> Michael did survive, even though he was shot in the neck, the face, and chest. Those are vital places. How did he survive? It's crazy. One of them surely would have killed you. I mean, you can be shot in the face, yeah. and it doesn't have to go near your brain mm-hmm. or your spinal cord. Chest? I suppose if it was the right side. <laughs> you'd be okay. Yeah. Neck, I'm not so sure. You'd have to be incredibly lucky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So he was able to give a description saying the attacker was 26 to 30 years old, 195 to 200 pounds. He was a white male with short, curly, light brown hair. Ali, the weight thing. I know we spoke about this when we recorded <laughs> first. But we do it so differently here, I think, where I think in the UK, I've never seen anybody's weight on like a, yeah, on a wanted thing. It's been like medium height, medium build. I don't think that's like a detail I'd give in. Yeah, like, oh my God, he looked at least 13.6 stone. Like, <laughs> I like that's something that you're thinking about while you're being attacked. Yeah, I don't know how much people weigh. I can't even like pack my eBay stuff thinking, oh my god, is this under a kilogram? Yeah. <laughs> Let alone figure out why yeah. you're being murdered. Yeah, being stabbed. How much does this guy weigh? Ah! This has to be my dying thought. Well, it might be. 
Yeah, but yeah, I think I think that's just an American. It's got to be just an American thing. Surely. If anyone knows, let me know. I was too lazy. <laughs> so on August the first, nineteen sixty-nine, the Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and San Francisco Examiner received received a letter from the Zodiac. They were full of spelling errors, which is the biggest crime. <laughs> Each letter also included a third of a 408-symbol cryptogram, which said contained his identity. Once deciphered, this is what the letter said, and this oh. is Ali's favourite part of the whole thing. <clears throat> like, oh no, I can't do it, like, how it's written. Because there's no punctuation, it's mm-hmm. like one long sentence. So, are we ready? Mm-hmm. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise. <laughs> and... Them I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. Oh, wow. Scene. <laughs> Thank you, Ali. What an amazing performance. Yeah, but look how that is written. It literally reflects. Dangerow. Dangerow. So to me, that said somebody is illiterate. Mm hmm. Possibly. Because even if you, you can Google it, but you can see the letters that he's actually written and it's yeah. atrocious. The spelling is terrible. I'm not just saying that because, <laughs> because it's you. Yeah, not just because it's me, but <clears throat> because it is absolutely terrible. And it was yeah. one. I think it was one of the things they looked at when they profiled him too. I think. Mm-hmm. So the Zodiac demanded that the letter be printed on all of the paper's front pages or he would, quote, (laughs) cruise around all weekend killing lone people in the night then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. End quote. That's a lot of people to kill. a lot of hard work. That's a lot of people to kill, Ollie. So on August the 7th, the Zodiac sent another letter detailing information of his crimes that only the police would know, such as what the victims were wearing, which ammo was used, etc. He also gained the name Zodiac Killer because of the symbol he used to sign his letters, a circle with a cross, which was the symbol of Zodiac. Watch it. So I drew the symbol for Ali before because she hadn't seen it and it's yeah. really simple I'll probably post a picture of it but mm. you know it's literally just a circle with a cross it's not much. <clears throat> yeah it's nothing groundbreaking so on September 27th this is my least favourite part because I hate people in this. oh god and Ali hates this bit too so two college students Cecilia Shepherd and Brian Hartman were picnicking at Lake Berryessa. A man approached them 
wearing a black executioner's hat, <laughs> clip-on sunglasses over the eye holes, and he also had a sign on his chest with the symbol of the zodiac on it. Okay, number one, clip-on sunglasses. Let's discuss. Why? Why not just buy normal sunglasses? Yeah. But clip-on. Who who do you know that wears clip-on sunglasses? Uh, seven C rolls. No, and they clip them on top of, the, of oh, their yeah. actual glasses. And I'm not saying that's all seventeen. And they think that's like the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah, they're socks and sandals too. Oh, Knee yeah. high socks. Mm-hmm. Very short. Of course. That's the Zodiac Killer. We cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got him. There we this go. This could be any tourist in Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Ali. So, he approached the couple and Brian says he saw that he had a 45 caliber gun. He claimed that he was an escaped prisoner and needed their car and money to escape. So Ali and I spoke about this in take one. But if he was an escaped prisoner, where's he getting this gear from? I don't know. Executioner's hood. Very specific. Yeah. And the clip-on sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, lost and found in prison or? In his back pocket, because he had them in prison. <laughs> Maybe he was living the thug life in prison. <clears throat> so he claimed, oh, he needed their car and money to escape after leaving prison. So the man had brought pre-cut lengths of clothesline with him and told Cecilia to tie up Brian before the man tied up Cecilia. The killer checked the ties to make sure they were tight. He discovered that Cecilia had bound Brian's hands loosely. The killer brought out a knife and stabbed both of them over and over and over again. Brian suffered six stab wounds and Cecilia suffered ten. Again, overkill with the women. Why Cecilia more than Brian? I don't know. The killer then walked up to Brian's car and wrote the dates of his killing so far and drew the zodiac symbol on Brian's car door. Both were alive when found. Cecilia slipped into a coma and died days later. But Brian survived and he was able to retell his tale to the press. I just think it's great how they can survive something. Yeah. If I was stabbed six times, I would be. Pretty yeah. much dead. Yeah, but I'm weak. I'm so weak. <laughs> I'm so frail. <laughs> so weak. <laughs> but yeah, it's the overkill again. And if anyone wants to see the the writing and the picture on Brian's car door, it is actually online. Yeah. Because obviously it completes some um, evidence. Sorry if you can hear background noise, but. My son has just been bursting. He's very, very noisy. <laughs> yeah, that's why we lost our first recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ali is absolutely furious. So, now we are going to Presidio Heights on October the 11th, 1969. Paul Stein was working in his cab. A white male passenger entered his cab 
whilst parked on the intersection of Mason and Geary Streets. Stein drove one block and the passenger shot Stein once in the head with a nine millimeter. He took Stein's car keys and wallet. He also ripped away a section of Stein's bloody shirt. Why? Why do you think he did that? I don't know. Do you think it was a souvenir? We'll never know. We will find out, Ali. Oh, oh yeah. We will. We spoke about this. Oh, we have. Yeah, this is the part where we were interrupted last time. <laughs> we're recording in a different room this week and it's proven to be the biggest mistake. Yeah. Of the podcast so far. <laughs> so while this attack was happening, or before, three teenagers saw the passenger and called the police. They said they saw the passenger wipe the car down before he left. Very meticulous. Mm -hmm. I like a good cleanup. Maybe not a killer. But, no. You know. Gotta clean it up before you go. Oh, yeah, you have to. Might as well be nice. <laughs> what a nice lad. Police investigating the crime thought this crime was just a routine robbery. Which I would also think because... It was mainly cattle and then, like, it was a lone cab driver. Yeah. Poor, poor Stein. So, that was until the San Francisco Chronicle received a letter on October the 13th from... Da, 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 the Zodiac. It strikes again. Back, he's back. The letter contained a piece of a bloody shirt. The Zodiac was taking full credit for the crime. He also said his next target would be a school bus full of children. The teenagers were able to work with the police artist to prepare another composite sketch of the killer. Detective Bill Armstrong and Dave Koshy investigated around 2,500 suspects over a number of years. Right, that's a lot of suspects. That's a bit too many. So that tells me the Zodiac looks like every man. <laughs> mm, every man in California. Well, maybe not every man in California. But like a lot of men. It seems like a lot of suspects. And no arrests. I mean, come on. I bet they did get like interviews yeah. and go away with it. Probably. Bit like a Bundy. Mm -hmm. He was getting away with it for years. Yeah. Because of his charm. That's the name. His charm, his broken arm, and and like they said, he was a quote unquote handsome white man. I don't think so. <clears throat> so the Zodiac, the attention seeker that he is, continued to send more letters to the Chronicle and the police department continued to receive phone calls believed to be from the Zodiac. In October 1970, Paul Avery, who had been covering the case, received a Halloween greeting card <gasps> signed with the Zodiac's cross circle symbol and the letter Z, stating, Peekaboo, you are doomed. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's what my Zodiac thing says every day, like in my astrology. <laughs> Scorpio, peekaboo, you had to. <laughs> <laughs> the 
The Zodiac remained silent for almost three years. Which says to me, was he starting family? Yeah. To be quiet for three years. It's a long time. It's a long time for this guy. Then the Chronicle received another letter postmarked January 29th, 1974. In it, he was praising The Exorcist, saying it was the best satirical comedy he had ever seen. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, the, very much Adam's family there. Why? Like, isn't there a bit in it where, like, Morticia and Gomez are like, oh, yeah, we went to go see this really, like, sad film. And they're like, oh, it was so funny. Oh, no? yeah. Was, yeah. That wasn't The Exorcist. Was it something else? No, but it's like a similar sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I suppose. That's what I thought. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so under this, he concluded the letter with a new death count. Me, 37. SFPD, zero. Meaning he's killed 37 and they still haven't I caught know. him. Well, I'm just saying, in case someone's listening, like, what is this? Game of rugby. So who was the Zodiac? Well, no one really knows who this guy is. No. But there have been many people named as suspects by police and even family members. Which it's is a bit harsh. I know. There was like two people who said, yeah, this is my dad. So Arthur Lee Allen, I would say, is probably the most famous suspect based on circumstantial evidence. He had previously been interviewed in the early Zodiac days. Oh, he's an OG. He's an OG. He's an OG. And was subject to a load of search warrants over 20 years. That is like 20 years of the police coming to your house. Got yeah. a warrant, let me in. Oh, what are you having a dinner party? Yeah. Come dine with me. <laughs> So, they did find some rather disturbing things there. They found a Zodiac watch. Do you remember that? Place? Yeah. We know. Lots of guns. And more horrifyingly, he was found to be sexually abusing a 12-year-old boy. So, Arthur Lee Allen, you are a knobhead, sir. <laughs> In 2002, San Francisco Police Department conducted a DNA test using saliva on a stamp used by the Zodiac. So it's just DNA believed to be a Zodiac. Yeah. And the DNA of Arthur Lee Allen. It was not a match. So here we go. Lots of other people came forward saying they knew who was who the Zodiac was. One of these people was Dennis Kaufman, who believed his stepfather was a Zodiac. He gave the FBI. Now, what a grass. <laughs> Why FBI. would you go straight to the FBI? <laughs> See, bit of a stretch. Look, he gave the FBI loads of things uh, belonging to his stepfather. And his stepfather had the creepy hood. He had the execution. He had the creepy <laughs> hood. But the DNA was inconclusive in 2010. So let's look at some other possible suspects. I think we only wrote down two. Because the other one we were going to write down was Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz like put out a creepy Halloween. Or like a quote unquote funny Halloween thing. 
said happy Halloween and it was like the cryptogram so everyone was like oh my god Ted Cruz he's the zodiac <laughs> so I like this suspect I don't like him we have Lawrence Kane. So he worked in the same hotel as Donna Lass. And Donna Lass was a woman who disappeared in 1970. And she may have been another victim of the Zodiac. He may have learned how to code when he was in the Naval Reserves. He was left with a brain injury after a car accident, which may cause him to have uncontrollable urges. So, you know, if someone annoyed you, stab instead of walk away. Yeah. <clears throat> a detective investigating said that Kane's name was embedded in a cipher written by the Zodiac. And Darlene Ferrin's sister, Linda, did identify Kane as a suspect because she recognised him as the man who had bothered her sister in a restaurant. And Kathleen Johns also identified Kane as the Zodiac. Mm. Um, another one, Donald Lee Bujok. I think that's how you say his name. Donald Don what? Donald Lee Bujok. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is Lee Bujok one name or is it Lee Bujok? Lee's his middle name. Oh. So the hooded man who stabbed the couple at Lake Berryessa said he had just escaped a prison in Montana. Researcher Kevin Robert Brooks developed a circumstantial case implicating Bujok, who was released in 1968 after serving 11 years in Montana's, now this sounds like a good prison, Deer Lodge Penitentiary. What? Deer Lodge. That sounds like a holiday home. No, have they got a hot tub? According to inmates, Bujok had spoken about killing people to make them theirs. Da, da, da. This was mentioned in a Zodiac letter. He was, however, ruled out as a suspect after his fingerprints did not match those believed to belong to the Zodiac. If they were believed to belong to him, what if they were in the actual fingerprints? We don't. We just don't know, are we? I mean, what they like? They don't even know they're his fingerprints. Yeah. They don't even know that. Random fingerprints. Yeah, they don't even know the. DNA on the stamp was from the Zodiac. He could have forced somebody, flick that goddamn stamp, put it on that envelope, post it for me, thank you. Put it nice and neat. <laughs> nice and neatly, please. So, let's look at the Zodiac Killer's psychological profile. So, he's definitely a white male in his late 20s to early 30s. Not now. Obviously not now. He was probably dead by now. Probably. No. Depends. Who might be? He's 5'8 to 5'10. Heavy set. What does that mean? <laughs> He's large. He's, He's a very big boy. Large. Strong and aggressive with curly brown hair, light reddish brown crew cut hair, and horn rimmed eyeglasses. Exactly like the ones I'm wearing right now. Oh my god. I am the Zodiac Killer. You cracked it, guys. Ali, you cracked the case. High five. You it was me. It. It was me, 20 Got years it. before I was born, guys. <laughs> so apparently he has an odd, peculiar, lumbering and heavy walk. He wears ten, size ten and a half boots. Well, 
How did... Okay, it's not me. I'm a size eight. It's not me either. Oh, God damn it. It's a bit of a shame. <sighs> he has a slow and measured voice, a unique sound, and monotone. A unique sound? Yeah, monotone. I've got a bit of a no, monotone no, voice. No, you don't. <laughs> not really. It's a Depends. boring voice. Sometimes you go like very high pitch. <laughs> Shut up, Holly. <laughs> <clears throat> so they also think he was a loner. Maybe no, I am. I'm the Zodiac Killer, guys. He's incapable of holding a steady job. It's not me. But the timeline suggests that the perpetrator may have had a day job or something else that kept him occupied during the week. Oh. He was organised intelligent and meticulous he owned a car which was described as a brown 1963 chevrolet corvair i don't know what that car is i don't know either i know nothing about cars apart from they go <laughs> they what they, they go, go. <laughs> <laughs> they vroom <laughs> yeah they go vroom vroom and beep beep as far as my knowledge I am a bus user. So a post high school educated or possibly self-help educated because of, you know, it's odd misspellings. Mm. Oh, yeah, maybe they were considered like, oh yeah, I'm going to write this like an idiot. Put them off the scent. Ah. Could be really smart, we don't know. Oh, may have shown narcissistic traits. Well, yeah. Hmm, craved attention. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe. People who know him best would describe him as being arrogant, shortcoming, and insecure. I would say if he's just, like, overkilling these women, he is definitely insecure. Yeah. Definitely. Some experts believe that he, the offender, may be foreign, possibly British. I do not think no. so. I mean, I don't stick up for Brits a lot. I can't see how we're not a great bunch. Yeah, we're the worst in history, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but mm, I don't think so. No. But it might. Explain. Why would you go all the way? California. Yeah. Just kill people. You can kill people here. Well, you shouldn't. But like. <laughs> yeah, just kill us instead. Yeah. What's wrong with us? We well, not, not me and Ali. Are we not adequate for you, Zodiac Killer? <laughs> are we Brits just not worthy? Do you have a problem with us? Because we do. So he's also believed to have a military background, which I could see. I also thought maybe policeman. Like, like how the Golden State Killer was a police officer. That's Yeah. How did you <laughs> I didn't know that. That's how he got away with it for so long, because he knew like the ins and outs, he oh. knew how to get away with it. He might have been impotent. Do you like that word? No. Yeah, he couldn't have sex. Oh. Or had bad relationships with women. Maybe he had a very bad relationship with his mother. Maybe that's why he hated women. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Ed Kemper, what he did. Mm -hmm. And he possibly suffered from multi-personality disorder. That's what they say about a lot of them, don't you? They say that about everybody. So yeah, that's the psychological profile. 
Ali, who do you think the Dolphins are going to kill could be? Um, I think it's a stepdad person. No, oh, he was cleared. Oh. It was inconclusive. Who was the one before that? That you said? Arthur Lee Allen? Yeah. I know, the DNA wasn't a match. Yeah, but the DNA that the police had could have been wrong. Maybe. Maybe it was the investigating officer. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so this happened in California and I did like a quick, really badly written stat sheet about California oh, wow. serial killers. Because California seems to really stand out. Like this is where all the nut jobs. Isn't work. Wisconsin like the worst though? No, Alaska's actually the worst. Is it? Yeah. Alaska produces the most serial killers, and this is why experts say the harsh winter, the isolation, and the wilderness have a profound psychological impact on people. Alaska also has the highest rate of violent crimes in the states 730.2 violent crimes per 100,000 people. Oh! <laughs> Alaska's crazy. Mad. Yeah, so here are some other California killers. We're actually going to be featuring one of these with a special guest in a few weeks. So the first one, obviously, Joseph D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer. If you haven't been following any true crime news, he raped and killed many, many people. And he has now been sentenced and will die in prison. Let's do a little clap. Let's not do a little clap. Hope you die soon, Joseph D'Angelo, because you are a knob. Then we have Lonnie Franklin. That was in the 80s. He was called the Grim Sleeper. Look that up if you want, guys. Charles Manson never killed anybody. He didn't kill anybody. Didn't he? He did not kill anybody. It was his quote-unquote family that went out and killed for him that were in the Manson family cult. They went out and did the killing. He was influencing them to do it. Oh. <coughs> and that was in 19, the 1960s. Is he the one that ate people? Or is that another That's one? That's Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I knew, was, I knew one of them ate people. Charles Manson didn't eat anybody. Oh, do you, do you remember from Mindhunter season two when they go in to interview Charles Manson. Oh my god, yeah. But Ed Kemp was like, don't don't make fun of his height. He's a little guy. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. What? Ed, apparently Ed Kemp hated him. He absolutely hated him. <laughs> yeah, like a rivalry. Yeah, like he couldn't stand him. He thought he was egotistical, which he was. And he said that openly in interviews. Like he's the worst person I've ever been in prison with. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, Charles Manson dead, though. I don't think Ed Kemper can really say anything. <laughs> I know, but we did say in our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting case, Ed Kemper, psychologically. For someone to be that intelligent mm. and wreck their life that much uh, by their actions, but then say that they're happy in prison. Yeah. He's quite happy to be there, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he like a model prisoner? Like everyone kind of liked yeah. him. Yeah, the guards loved him. They thought he was great. I think, did I read one day that he recorded books for the blind? What? 
<laughs> I have to look this I wanna, up. I have to look this I up. I want to hunt. I want to listen to an Ed Kemper audio Oh, God. Book. Ed Kemper. Books on tape for the blind. I want to listen to it. I think he did. I know his book. Um, oh, yeah, look. Listen to Ed Kemper narrating an audio book. Oh, oh we're not so doing so it. Please. <laughs> Can we do like a live reaction <laughs> podcast of us listening to Ed Kemper's audiobook? No, it's not his audiobook. He reads yeah. it. No. Ow, cat. So we also have Richard Ramirez, who we are going to cover in a few weeks. Ooh. And we're going to get my other half, Drew, on as well because he's from California. So he's going to give us some California area facts. Yeah. Fun Cali facts. Um, of a side note, the first time I went to California, Drew was like, oh, let's go into this knife shop. Like, chef's knives. What? And he was like, oh, apparently this is where OJ Simpson bought the knife to kill his ex-wife. Jesus. I was like, oh. Remember that one time he was just, like, showing <coughs> me off his knives, like, in the bathroom? He's like, come in here, see my knives. Okay. I was like, what? Let's just say, Drew is a chef. He doesn't just own knives. He's not showing them to my children saying, check out my knife collection. He kind of did that, but like... Yeah, because he wants you to be interested in his knives. <laughs> okay, so then we have... Um, oh, sorry, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, 1980s, he had 13 victims. He was into Satanism. Uh, I think in court, actually, you know, when you put your hand up, I swear to God, he drew a pentagram. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there we have Charles Ng. Uh, that was in the 1980s. He killed six men, three women and two boys. And then there's the freeway killer. Killer? 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 William Benin. He kidnapped, robbed, raped and murdered 14 teenage boys. California, you're one creepy place. I love it. Love a bit of murder. So what do you think about those stats there, Alec? Huh? What do you think about the stats there? All those killers from California. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just seem to get... I think it's like Florida too. Florida's a bit of a... Yeah, Florida's insane. Yeah. Did you ever see that man? The video of that man? It's still on YouTube. Was he high on bath salts and he was like trying to eat somebody on the street? <laughs> Just going up and nibbling him. Yeah, middle of the day, like he was fully. And it was all over the internet. Oh my god, it's a zombie invasion. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, I've got to get into this. It's just a high man trying to eat someone. Yeah, I think he just on bath salts. Have a look at it after. <laughs> It'll be like 4 a.m. You'll come in. What are you watching? This, this man high on bath salts trying to eat this man. Do you want to have a look? Well, until 11pm last night, I was looking up sex trafficking stats, so <laughs> for a future episode. Whoa! <laughs> We're going to do a missing persons case next week. So next week, we are going to be covering a UK-based crime. We're not going to say what it is, but it involves a lot of politics. Maybe if you're on the right side of politics. You're listening to the wrong podcast because yeah. we are very much maybe like stop on the left. now. Yeah, we're very much on the left, and yeah, next week is like a race hate crime from 2016. We won't say what it is, but yeah, it was. I don't want to say a lot of fun to research. It was infuriating to research. Oh, 
um, given the current climate. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, it seems to be happening a lot more often. You know, it's like Jacob Blake yeah. in the US. Oh, shot seven times, but then the kid who was going around shooting people, he was 17. Yeah. Oh, and did you see that picture of that arsehole? No. Who was going around shooting people, like 17 year old. Oh, he was wearing American flag Crocs. Oh. It's a crime to wear Crocs. <laughs> Some people can pull them off, but not many Who? people. Gardeners. <laughs> and if you go to the beach. If yeah. you're messing about in the house and gardening. Yeah. Use them with slippers. American flag Crocs. No. They're not <sighs> it. Because there was that whole thing of, I think his name's Kyle Rittenden. I don't know what he did in that time. But he was like, oh, here he is. Hours before he shot somebody. 17 years old, cleaning graffiti in a street, and then someone posted, yeah, here's a picture of Ted Bundy doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> so if you've listened, thanks again. Thank we do appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on social media, if you really want to. <laughs> Does Ali remember the social media handle? No. No? <laughs> okay, so we're on Twitter at InsanelyPod. On Instagram at InsanelyCriminalPod. And on Facebook, just Insanely Criminal Podcast. So thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We hope nobody was bored to death. Yeah. And if anyone can solve the uh, Zodiac case, we'll give you a prize. Yeah, we'll give you like, I don't know, a box of ashtrays. Yeah, we'll get you a, a very much milk tray. Oh, I'm solving Proper it. Proper treat, you. Yeah. I'm solving it. Okay, thank you, everybody. Are we going to wave at the screen like we do every week? Bye! Bye! Bye.